Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
are entering the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's Biggest Trump Supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. Sodder. Thank you for listening to the Rory Sodder Show. It's a very beautiful Sunday coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you all are having a fantastic weekend. It's um, I've been having a great weekend. It's been very fun, very productive. Got a lot done. Um, yeah, it's been very event. It's been very eventful, uh, to say the least. Um, I hope you all. Um, are uh, enjoying, uh, you know, your weekend wherever you are, enjoying your Sunday wherever you may be in the world. And I was reading um, on my uh, listener uh, chart, and I got listeners all over the world now. I got listeners in Norway. I had listeners in the United Kingdom. I have listeners in Canada. I have listeners, obviously, all over the United States. But it's growing and growing and growing. And I want to say to my audience, Thank you, guys. God bless your souls, man. I appreciate all of you. You guys are all fantastic. You know, your support is uh, greatly appreciated. And um, I'm glad you all uh, tune in, uh, you know, multiple times a week when I'm on the air and enjoy my show. Um, You know, and uh, it's only going to get better. You know, it's going to keep evolving. Um, it's really good as it is, but we're, we have a lot more planned. 
I'm going to be getting a lot more. Uh, I'm going to be starting to get uh, frequent uh, guests on the show that I'll be interviewing uh, quite often, as well as I'll be getting callers quite a bit uh, that I'll be taking. Um, I've been getting calls quite a bit uh, on, on on my last shows, on, on quite a bit of my shows. I just haven't been in the mood or haven't there hasn't been enough time in the show to take them. But from now on, if people want to call in, I'll start taking your calls. Uh, last show I had about three or four calls that I wasn't able to take uh, just because of the time frame of the agenda of everything I had to go over. And, uh, you know, I kind of was uh, venting quite a bit, kind of in a, <laughs> a little bit of an angry space and wasn't in the mood to take callers, you know, at that point. But uh, uh, I will, uh, you know, be gladly take calls today. Um, you guys are more than welcome, like I said. Um, and, yeah. We have a huge fucking show today. A huge fucking show. Giant. Giant, giant. So much has happened over the weekend. So much is going on. Uh, the agenda is, is unbelievable. I mean, this is, this is one of the biggest agendas uh, and, and show notes uh, since I've started. Um, and I'm on episode 13. I've only, I've only been doing this for 13 shows, but um. I mean, what what I got to talk about today is probably the biggest show of, of since I've been on. I mean, this is this is a lot of stuff we have to get to. Uh, so much. Um, um, first thing I want to get talking about, though, everybody's talking about it in the news. It's uh, it's trending right now. Uh, it's it's a big thing. President Trump and Jay Z, the battle between them two. The battle between President Trump and Jay-Z. Well, you know, it's not really a fucking battle. Jay-Z is an ignorant uh, human being. He's really a piece of shit. He's so one-dimensional. He's jaded. He's so ill-informed. He plays identity politics. Jay-Z, for instance, he voted for Obama because Obama's black. He doesn't know shit about Obama's policies. He doesn't know that African – Jay-Z – well, maybe he doesn't know Jay-Z. I don't know. Or maybe he doesn't. Jay-Z about Obama's policies. African-Americans were in the worst fucking shape in history under Obama. Within a year of Trump getting in office, African-American unemployment is at an all-time low. Within one year, Trump got African-American unemployment to an all-time low. Times on my show. But – Obama couldn't even do that in eight years, and Trump did that in one year, less than one year, actually. And Jay-Z, anyways, goes on with Van Jones yesterday on CNN, who we we all know Van Jones. He's a fucking, he's a dweeb, man. He's a fucking quack. He's a liberal. uh, He is absolutely delusional, and I strongly believe Van Jones uh, doesn't believe half the things that come out of his own mouth. He's just acting like most liberal commentators are. But anyways, I want to play you the clip um, from from yesterday on uh, CNN, Jay-Z, uh, one, two. I have a president that comes and says every African country is a shithole country. All right, now listen to Van Jones. He, he, he just said he, he, he's totally, totally asking Jay-Z, it's totally misinterpreted, and, and we don't even know if the president said that at all, shithole countries. That's just what a Democrat 
said that um, has a has a background of lying and uh, making up false stories. Dick Durbin said that Trump said shithole. We all know this a couple weeks ago, but it was never confirmed. And there were people saying he, he Trump never said that. So you have uh, the race baiter and troublemaker, victim player, uh, Van Jones, right now asking um, asking uh, Jay Z about the uh, about the shithole comment, which we we don't even know happened. Well, if it did, you know, there's nothing racist about it. So let's play it. Here we go. Continuing it. You have a president that comes and says every African country is a shithole country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how does that land with you as a dad? Yeah, that's it's, it's like it's disappointing and it's hurtful. It really is hurtful, more so. Like everyone feels anger. It's hurtful. But after it's hurtful. the anger, it's really hurtful because like you're like, looking hurtful. down on a whole population of people, and you're so misinformed because these places have beautiful people yeah. and have beautiful everything. Yeah. Um, and it's just Black like this is the leader of the free world speaking like this. But on the other side, this has been going on. Yeah. This is how people talk. This is how they talk behind closed doors. There was a moment where Donald Sterling had been exposed as this racist on a private phone conversation that he was having, and they took his team from him. And it's like, okay, that's one way to do it. But another way would have been... Hold on one second. We got this. The clip got disconnected. Hold on. You have a president that comes and says every average... We're just going to play the whole clip over one minute. It's only a one-minute clip. Um, it just got disconnected the last time, so I'm going to put it back on right now. One, two. You have a president that comes and says every African country is a shithole country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how does that land with you as a dad? Yeah, that's, it's, it's like it's disappointing and it's hurtful. It really is hurtful more so. Like it's Everyone hurtful. feels anger. But after the anger, it's really hurtful because, like, you're like looking down on a whole population of people. And you're so misinformed because these places have beautiful people and have beautiful everything. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, this is the leader of the free world speaking like this. But on the other side, this has been going on. Yeah. This is how people talk. This is how they talk behind closed doors. There was a moment where Donald Sterling had been exposed as this racist on a private phone conversation that he was having. And they took his team from him. And it's like, okay, that's one way to do it. But another way would have been let him have his team and then let's talk about it together. And let's, and let's maybe discussion. some penalties. Because once you do that, right. all the other closet races just run back in the hole. You, have done, you haven't been fixed anything. What you've done was spray perfume on a trash can. Mm. And mm. what you do when you do that is, you know, the bugs come and you spray something and then they come and then you create a super bug, right? Because you don't take care of the problem. You don't take the trash out. You just keep spraying whatever over it to make it acceptable. And then, you know, as those things grow, you create a super bug. And then now we have Donald Trump, the super bug. I'm being funny. I think I say that too, but somewhere along his his lineage, Something happened to him. Something happened to him, and he's in pain, and he's, like, expressing it in this sort of way. Jesus fucking Christ. Are we listening to this fucking guy? J.D. says Donald Trump's in pain, and he's he's hurt, and he needs to express it in some sort of way. Are you kidding me? And he's comparing him to fucking Donald Sterling? I mean, first of all, you know, first of all, I remember the Donald Sterling situation. 
uh, a few years back, Donald Sterling with the Clippers. Donald Sterling, if you listen to that phone call, that phone call was totally over-exaggerated. It was totally uh, misinterpreted. Donald Sterling should have not got into this into the situation that he got into. Donald Sterling got screwed over. Don, Donald Sterling, it, there was no there was no known racist comments uh, out of Do, Donald Sterling's mouth on that phone call uh, a few years back. So, you know, but we're not gonna we're not talking about Donald Sterling. But Donald Sterling totally got screwed over. He got put in the wrong situation. You know, I, I, I'm not saying that uh, you know he's a perfect human being, but you know, uh, he definitely, uh, in that situation, didn't do anything wrong. But we're getting back to Trump, and it's totally irrelevant and uh, just stupid to compare the two, uh, Trump and Sterling, because, first of all, um, we all know President Trump is not a racist. We hear this every fucking I mean, Jay-Z plays the race card in the victim stance, like, just like all the, just like, just like the other black Democrats that are uninformed or uneducated, don't know what's going on. The people that have been misguided and misled by Hussein Osama and Bill Clinton and all these terrible Democrats over the years. And seriously, I mean, we know that Democrats originated, they originated slavery. And, you know, it's, it amazes me, and it, it's baffling how they have so much control over the black community, so much control. And it, this, what they're doing today is no different than when they were owning plantations. They want control of everything you have, your, your health care, your, um, your everything. They want control over your house. They want control over um, your phone bill, your Obama phone. They want control. They want control over all this different stuff. They want control over your free college. They want control over your free welfare. That's no different. That's control. That's like controlling somebody on a plantation. But anyways, I want to get back to this Jay-Z fuck. This so pisses me off. This is so irritating. And Donald Trump fired back today uh, a response to Jay-Z's uh, ridiculous insult yesterday. Uh, you know, Jay-Z uh, obviously doesn't understand that black unemployment is at, a, is at an all-time low. Has he been reading the fucking papers? Black unemployment is at an all-time low. Forever. For the first time ever. And Barack Obama, the guy Jay-Z so adores and worships and get on, gets on his fucking knees for, they couldn't even get that for the black community in eight years. Obama made the black community worse. The black community is in the best shape they've ever been in today's society. And why won't Jay-Z say that? Why won't Jay-Z say the truth? Does Jay-Z not want to be a fucking sellout? Is that, is that the real reason? Jay-Z's a bitch. A bit seriously, Jay-Z's a bitch. Because only a bitch would fucking not come forward, would not state facts. Jay-Z claims to be a businessman. Jay-Z claims to be a legit figure. Jay-Z claims to be an, an honest person. He's not, he, he, he doesn't even, he's not even acknowledging the amazing thing that's happening in the black community. All the stuff. And Trump did another thing for the black community today. 
Where is it at? Hold on one second. It was something I wanted to. He's getting them. He's bringing, uh, as announced today, as of a couple hours ago, he's bringing all of the uh, people in poverty and the people in crime neighborhoods into regular private housing. Uh, Kim and uh, the uh, head of um, HUD, uh, Ben Carson, is um, have been working on a big deal and a big uh, plan that's going to help uh, black youth and, and the black community like never before and, and, you know, with so many different ways. So this is another thing that's coming on the table. I mean, black unemployment at an all-time low. And now, now black, black uh, people in, in hard black neighborhoods and scary black neighborhoods that need help can now move into private housing. They're helping them with that. That's amazing. That's a huge – like, give Trump credit, you know, where it's due. And I want to see the – like, Floyd Mayweather, for instance, came out and said Trump's doing amazing things. Floyd Mayweather, the champion of the world, came out and said Trump's doing amazing things. Floyd Mayweather came out and gave Trump credit. See, that's a brother that will come out and give Trump credit. Because Floyd Mayweather's honest. He knows he knows the deal. And there's been Mike Tyson comes out and says he loves Trump. There, Herschel Walker comes out and says he loves Trump. Herschel Walker is a great football player from back in the day. You got Burgess Owen coming out saying he loves Trump, black football player who was very good in in, in the NFL. You got all these different people. Jerry Rice, the all-time best wide receiver, says he likes Trump. Joe Montana says he likes Trump understand the truth. But then you have this other half, like the fucking Jay-Z's of the world, who go on fucking Van Jones's show and completely ignores the reality of the facts and what's really going on. They, you know, I, I don't know if Jay-Z knows. Does Jay-Z read the fucking paper about black unemployment being at an all-time low? Does he read the fucking, does he read that? I mean, seriously, and they're go- it's like it's like oblivious to reality when you go on these shows, like Jay Z and all, and these rappers that keep criticizing Trump. And then you got Eminem, the loser. I mean, Eminem, the forty-five-year-old rapper that's so washed up. He's so I mean, he's so pathetic. I mean, the guy uh, hasn't been decent in ten years or twenty years. I haven't liked his album since in the nineties. Guy's irrelevant, and the guy's just trying to start trouble. Um, he's a Harvey Weinstein lover, Eminem. We all know how many uh, deals they did together with their movies and, sa- and his soundtracks and his albums. Weinstein uh, company quite a bit, Eminem. Um, and, 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 you know, it, it just has to stop. It has to stop, but it won't, you know. And, and Van Jones, uh, the guy that was interviewing Jay-Z yesterday, is known to race bait. Uh, he's... He's full of lies. He's full of false, uh, tall tales. He uh, never reports accurately. Uh, he works for CNN, so that tells you the fake news network. Um, and, yeah, he's, he, he tries to get the victim, uh, victim stance reaction out of everyone. I mean, that's just the narrative he plays. It's pretty pathetic. Um, and it's unfortunate um, that they have, to keep, they have to keep ignoring facts in the mainstream media and, uh, you know, all the good Trump's doing. Like, it bothers me so much that they can't give Trump credit where, where it's earned, where it's deserved. 
and they and they all say they want to help the black community. They haven't done shit for the black community, Jay-Z and these rappers. And they always make these stupid statements. You know what they're fucking mad at? That the fucking white man, Donald Trump, is in charge now. That the fucking white man uh, actually made things happen and was successful. They're bitter. They're fucking angry. They're fucking upset. And Obama, I, I, oh God, he, oh God, I hate that. I hate hearing that name, Obama. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, man. The fact that Jay-Z can, you know, say this sort of stuff and um, get any sort of, you know, obviously Donald Trump reacted, but um, I wish more people would call Jay-Z out. Like, it's pathetic. It really is. All right. Let's get into the next topic. Um, let's see here. What? Uh, All righty. I really want to talk to you about this. This was big news this week. This was huge. Uh, President Trump's trip to Davos in Switzerland uh, for the Economic Forum, which was a big success. Trump got a lot of new investments. Trump got a lot of, a lot of new lucrative deals uh, for our country uh, that are strongly going to benefit. I mean, we're talking multi-billion with a B dollar deal. And, uh, I mean, it was a very successful trip. Uh, a lot of good came out of it, for sure. Uh, but I want to play you a clip of Trump in Davos. Here we go. One, three. America is the place to do business. So come to America where you can innovate, create, and build. I believe in America. As President of the United States, I will always put America first, just like the leaders of other countries should put their country first also. But America first does not mean America alone. When the United States grows, so does the world. American prosperity has created countless jobs all around the globe. And the drive for excellence, creativity, and innovation in the U.S. has led to important discoveries that help people everywhere live more prosperous and far healthier lives. The world is witnessing the resurgence of a strong and prosperous America. I'm here to deliver a simple message. There has never been a better time to hire, to build, to invest, and to grow in the United States. America is open for business, and we are competitive once again. Hey, NBC News viewers. So there you have it. President Trump in Davos speaking, giving a terrific speech. Uh, that was a brief clip. And um, he really laid it out on the line. He addressed the issues that uh, mattered. And, uh, you know, America, he's right. America is the powerhouse. America's number one. Everybody wants to do business with us right now because of Donald J. Trump. We're on a roll. 
We've never seen the economy this amazing. The economy is the best it's ever been right now. It's absolutely unbelievable. We are on a roll. And, you know, the stock market just keeps growing. Um, every day, people's 401ks keep going up. Um, you got the real, the real estate market is on fire. It's doing amazing. A, a new company is announcing every single day that they're com- that they're coming back to America and doing their manufacturing and doing their building here or opening shop for the first time. You've got all of this stuff happening. It truly is remarkable. Like, we have never seen this. I mean, just today uh, or in this week, FedEx announced a $3.2 billion, with a B, FedEx billion, with a B, investment into the United States economy. It's unbelievable. FedEx. Campbell Soup. Big company, giant company, just announced that they're moving three. They're built. They're bringing three new factories. They're moving all their work out of Canada and building three factories in three different states in the United in in the U.S. in North Carolina, in Texas, and in West Virginia. And all those jobs are getting are leaving Canada and coming here with Campbell's, huge company. J.P. Morgan, another example. They signed a huge contract uh, this past week that was worth hundreds and hundreds of billions, hundreds of billions with a B. J.P. Morgan, one of the biggest companies in the world, and they're all thanking Trump for this. This is all because of Trump. Trump had a lot to talk about. Trump had a lot to be proud of going to this economic forum in in Switzerland. And and he even made more deals, new deals with countries when he was there. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Trump's making a new deal every day. Here we go. I want to play another clip for you. Uh, Trump in uh, Davos in Switzerland uh, the other day for the economic forum. I've always seemed to get, for whatever reason, a disproportionate amount of press or media. And throughout my whole life, somebody will explain someday why, but I've always gotten a lot. And as a businessman, I was always treated really well by the press. You know, the numbers speak and things happen, but I've always really had a very good press. And it wasn't until I became a politician that I realized how nasty, how mean, how uh, vicious, and how fake the press can be as the cameras start going off in the back. <laughs> but, but overall, I mean, the bottom line, somebody said, well, they couldn't have been that bad because here we are, we're president, and I think we're doing a really... I've always seemed to get, for whatever reason, a... Dis- so there you go. So, and yeah, and we, I mean, I mean Trump, you know, talks about it all the time because it's a big issue with the fake media. The fake media is a huge issue. 
They don't tell the truth. They're brainwashing the black community. They're brainwashing all the minorities. And and Trump gets blamed for all this different crazy shit. And and, and Jay Z, for instance, I'm gonna go back to the Jay Z thing for a second. Jay Z says Trump's a racist. I'm gonna say it again. Black unemployment at an all time low. That's not racist. The black community in the best shape they've ever been. The black community, the best ho- buying um, buying a house rate for the black community ever. More blacks buying houses now than ever before. I mean, it goes on and on. Blacks, blacks moving into private sector homes now like never before, constantly getting out of the dangerous neighborhoods because of bills Trump signed. So it just needs to stop the whole the whole race card thing. Um, and, you know, the fake media, that's the thing they play the most, that Trump's a racist, Trump's this terrible person. CNN, MSNBC, they're all guilty of it. They all fucking uh, – they all do it, and they all piss everybody off. It's like your fucking blood boils. I'm not the only one that feels this way. A lot of people get very angry at these stations because the way they start trouble. They like to get people to race bait. They like to see other races fight with each other. That's their whole objective. So they never give Trump good press. It, it, it's so it's it's disgusting because for eight years they gave Hussein Osama, Obama, um, press like no other, and they treated him like God. Well, no, I mean Trump gets a lot of press. I, I, that's what, I, what well, that's not what I was trying to say. I'm saying. The press treats Trump like shit, and they they treated Obama like God. And Obama is the most corrupt president in the history. The only thing Obama could do that was valuable and worthy is speak. He's a good speaker. He could fool people in a second, Obama. We'll say, though, it, it's remarkable that President Trump continues to defeat the fake news. Like, they never have a chance against Trump. Trump always destroys the fake media. Every fucking time, he annihilates them. And he annihilates people like Jay-Z, too. And Eminem. Eminem and Jay-Z try to distract President Trump, but President Trump always wins. President Trump's invincible. Nobody can, can uh, you know, win against President Trump. He will always, Trump will always win. Trump will always win. Trump is unstoppable. We've seen this. He's bullet. He's bulletproof. I and I. I mean, President Trump saved America. He's. I mean, he's America's savior. And all these people do is pick on him and pick on him and pick on him, because they're jealous, and because you know they know that uh, Trump is exposing a lot of the corruption that a lot of these people that are against Trump are uh, – these people that are against Trump, that hate Trump, um, it's because he's ex- exposing all the corruption that they're involved with. Think about it. And because people are brainwashed. But um, but anyways, uh, the the economic forum to Davos was a huge success. Trump met with Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel. That was a great, um, great meeting. A lot happened. President Trump also met with the Prime Minister of um, 
the Prime Minister of England, I believe. Just going through something right now. All righty. So, so, so we're talking about we're talking about Davos, and um, you know there obviously were people there like George Soros, and you know there were corrupt uh, left wing elitists, leftists, uh, of course, say, you know slandering and saying terrible things about Trump on the world stage, having no respect. Uh, being complete, uh, and they're, they're just disgraceful. The stuff that's coming out of their mouth is foolish. George Soros at one point said Trump won't last, won't last the next year. Like George Soros has something dirty planned. Well, and we all know how evil George Soros is, and how much he's been behind all of the a lot of the corruption in this country. Uh, anywhere from protests to violence to terrorist attacks, George Soros is behind a lot of this stuff. Um, so he's evil. Anything he says um, is uh, it's evil. It's to. I mean, I, the guy is, uh, and he's and he's married to this woman that's like forty years younger than him or fifty years younger than him, and and, and he just looks so. He's an ugly old man. He's like eighty eighty nine years old, and he looks like. I mean, if he was, I mean, he's like the perfect definition of Darth Vader, Darth Sorrows, man. That fucking guy, he is ugly as shit. And that wife, I mean, I don't know their prenup situation, but, you know, if he, if she gets a good amount, I guess it's, you know, it's worth it to stay with that George Soros, you know, through the marriage. But, oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's not very good looking herself, but, ah, God, I, they, they were on the stage together, and they're just like the, the most gruesome couple and. I, I just can't even imagine a woman sleeping with that piece of fucking garbage and that evil of a man and that knowing that that guy is responsible for thousands, if not millions of deaths and millions of terrible things George Soros is responsible for. How do you sleep next to something so evil like that? I mean, this woman's a cunt. The only thing she's after is the money. I mean, it, the, the common, common knowledge. Common fucking knowledge. It, it it's it, oh my god. And then you got his little fucking son, his little sidekick, little son. And where's his beanie around? They're Jewish. He wears his beanie around, and uh, he uh, he makes uh, anti uh, anti uh, he makes vulgar and anti Christian remarks and uh, ridicules Christians. The little son, the little Jew. Uh, he's been known to say terrible things about Christians. Uh, and he has, and uh, so, and he's just a piece of shit. He's going to take over daddy's legacy. He's going to try and, he, and he's known for doing evil stuff, disrupting the government, you know, putting up, putting up protests together, uh, you know, doing all this stuff that uh, George Charles has done uh, and his agenda. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the anti-Christian remarks that the sons made and all the, the terrible things that the sons said about Christians I fucking I, the guy's a piece of shit. Seriously, so you know what? And he's like a little short Jew. He's like he's like a little punk, like a little wimp. Like he, he he's not even like the guy walks around. He's got daddy's money. You know he's just a he's just a weak. He's just a wimpy human being. 
like like unworthy of anything. Like just like any you know like the wimpiest kind of Jew. Like like just the wimpiest kind. Like the wimpiest one. Where's his little beanie? Talks shit about Christians. I'm a Christian, so I can't stand when when I when my religion gets uh criticized or looked down upon. And you know what? If you say something bad about my religion, I'm gonna give it right back to you. You and your fucking little beanie. So I don't appreciate it. So, you know, George Soros anyways, going back to George Soros and his speech, um, he, you know, may, you know, making his statements, it's like he has something up his sleeve that's dirty for, for Trump, you know, and, and I and I don't I don't like I don't like when that guy gets on the stage. I don't like when George Soros starts talking and, and starts saying all this uh, this stuff like it's planned, like he had he has something uh, set up. You know, I always know I always know he has stuff set up and and ready and, and ready. Uh, you know, for his business in terms of you know uh, political disruptions. But uh, you know, uh, the stuff he was saying at the Davos uh, convention was just totally uncalled for. Uh, George Charles, totally uncalled for. If nothing positive came out of his fucking mouth, people were looking at him appalled. People were looking at him in embarrassment. People know Trump. Uh, and, and George Soros said, Trump creating a mafia. Trump is destroying the country. Trump is destroying the world. And he says it like a, a, an Alzheimer's patient. Like he sounds like he's senile. It's, he sounds like he's half dead, George Soros, when he's talking. He's, sounds like he's half dead. He sounds like he's not even alive. Trump is destroying the country. Trump is destroying the country. We must save it. We must stop it. God, shut the fuck up, bro. Seriously. Like, there's no logic that comes out of that guy's mouth. He's no. I mean, we all know that he gives Democrat candidates a lot of money. He gave Hussein Osama a lot of money for his campaign. He gave Crooked Hillary a lot of money for her campaign. Uh, there's nothing good about uh, Mr. Soros. Alrighty, I'm gonna move on. Um, we are going to we're gonna talk about something uh, that came out in the news uh, this past week about Obama and. He was seen – hold on one second. Let me pull it up. Oh, I want to get, I want to get over – I want to get over to this. This is very important. So Iran has fired over a dozen nuclear-capable ballistic missiles since 2015. Osama, Barack Hussein Obama, you know who I'm talking about, uh, signed the Iran nuke deal. Uh, they have fired over a dozen missiles, and he signed it in 2015, and he promised the American people that uh, Iran would not be firing missiles and everything would be completely secured and watched by us, and it would, it would totally be, you know, uh, monitored and not be abused. And look what Iran's doing. All they're doing is abusing uh, the nuclear uh, missiles. That's all they're doing. And their nuclear capabilities um, can go very far. 
not like they they don't have options uh, if they want to do harm. So this is no fucking joke. Um, and I, and we're and we don't blame Trump. This is a smart thing for Donald Trump to get out of this fucking um, deal because you know we know that nothing good's going to come of this. We know Trump uh, wants to get out of this deal. Be and he's pretty much is getting out of this deal. If not already has. He's already signed to get out of it. Uh, you know, nothing nothing good uh, is coming of this, the Iran nuke deal. They're already testing fucking missiles, and if they want to send one to the U.S., they fucking could. These motherfuckers are crazy. Do I think they'll cross Trump? Never. Do I think that they would ever do anything to the U.S.? No, because they don't want to deal with the repercussions. They know Trump would destroy their country. Anyways, I want to read this to you. A soon-to-be-released report from the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies, FDD, reveals that Iran has fired 23 missiles, at least 16 of them nuclear-capable missiles, since signing the, the nuclear deal in 2015. Jesus Christ. The report acquired shows that Iran has fired more ballistic missiles in the years preceding the nuclear deal than it did during the negotiation state of the deal. Out of all the ballistic missiles Iran fired in 2017, only four or five missiles can be considered nuclear capable. In 2016, Iran fired 10 to 11 missiles that can be considered nuclear capable. The FDD study reportedly reads, it is highly likely that the administration's threat intimidated Tehran, altering its flight testing calculus. The 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action was specifically designed to address Iran's nuclear program, not ballistic missiles, because the United States and its allies were not able to negotiate a good deal on Iran's missile program. According to Fox News, the report also cites an Iranian outlet quoting Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as it's complained of testing delays over concerns of a potential response. President Donald Trump has referred to the the JCPOA as the worst deal ever negotiated, which is the Iran nuclear deal. Yes, it is. Uh, In December, United United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned in a report to the Security Council that the U.N. was investigating whether Iran transferred ballistic missiles to uh, rebels in Yemen. It is believed those missiles may have been aimed at Saudi Arabia in July and November of 2017, which is a few months ago. According to Al Jazeera, after the November launch, uh, a Houthi spokesman had warned that the group was planning to fire more ballistic missiles, noting the capital cities of countries that continually shell us, targeting innocent civilians, will not be spared from our missiles. Jesus. So there you have it, folks. That Iran nuke deal is not safe. It's putting our lives in jeopardy. Jeopardy. It's putting our youth in jeopardy. It's putting all of our uh, – it's putting all of us in jeopardy. It really is. Because you never know. Even if they do decide to be fucking nuts and throw something this way and, you know, we retaliate, yes, we retaliate, but that's too late for the damage that's already been done. So if we can – we need to get rid of this deal. You know, that, that – that, it's scary to even think about, you know. You know, this is, we need to think about the future and, and everything, you know, that, that – that, good that it's going to entail. And, you know, President Trump is going to get us out of this deal, and that's going to be, 
obviously the best thing. We don't want to be in this. It makes no sense. Obama did it to fill his own pockets. We all know Obama made a fortune off the Iran nuke deal. That's why he signed it. That's why he put it into place. And then he tells his stupid supporters, his sheep, that it's a great fucking deal, giving a bunch of Iranians that are crazy men that burn our U.S. flag in the streets weapons of mass destruction. Come on. Fucking ridiculous. Have a fucking brain. Seriously, have a brain. Jesus Christ. Okay, play you guys an unbelievable clip of how ignorant white liberals are. And you guys are going to get a huge kick out of this. And you guys just have to listen and see how the true colors of uh, how liberals treat blacks. Clip coming on right now. It's about four minutes. Listen in, one, four. You'll laugh your ass off. And then just, just you'll realize how stupid these people are. I'm Ami Horowitz, and I'm here in Berkeley, California, to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you say they're, would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. Minority voters are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required. These types of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. You can always get IDs um, you do over the internet. Does that also would, uh, make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, IDs? I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. Like, a lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like right. they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like black voting with um, how they how if you're a convicted felon like you're not allowed to vote and everything and when you look at swing states like Florida that's a huge population of the of the like African Americans. Now I'm here in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you have ID normally? Do you carry ID around? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody who any black person doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? That's a lie. Why would you say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. See, everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with, an ID. Do you know any black adult who does not have ID? No, I don't. Is it a weird thing to even say that? Yes, it is. What is this, some, some type of uh, trick candy cameras? I like know, that? right? That's the only thing I brought with me. Those are legit, yeah. legit IDs. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? That, that, what's that saying you? I know it's that. It's on 25th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is right now? It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, I believe. You know where to get there? Yeah. Do you have a problem getting there if you have to get there? No. I know you sound like silly questions. You know how to get the DMV? Of course. You know where it is? Yes. You can get there? Uh-huh. No problem. No problem. Just checking. Okay. And I also heard a lot that black people, especially poor black people, have no access to the internet, can't figure out how to use the internet. <laughs> that's 
that's a that's just stupidity, honestly. Everybody has access to the internet. Even a little kid can figure out how to work the internet. I had access to the internet for years. You know how to use it properly, right? Exactly. I do it at work. So, of course, I know how to use it. My Smart. kids know how to use it. They all have iPads, iPods, whatever. Your phone has data? Mm-hmm. You can actually unlimited. Use unlimited data? Mm-hmm. I use my phone as a hotspot. What does that say to you for the people who have this perception of life? Um, uh, they're pretty much ignorant. Uh, that's what my thought process on. I just think that's ignorant. 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 That's the word very, I hear very a ignorant. Lot. Ignorant. Very, very ignorant. Does it sound racist for somebody to say that? I, I think it is a little racist because you know you're putting um, people in a category and you have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe a little bit of racist in it, but like I said, I think it's more stupidity and ignorance. You're judging somebody, like, but you're judging them because they're black, saying that they don't got it. What people are they talking to? <laughs> what are who are these people talking to? Do you have a problem that if you go to vote and they say, can we please see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Are you love cool? showing my ID. You have no problem with that? Nope. Would you have a problem if when you go to vote, if they say, can we please just see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Do you have an issue with that? No. Would you have a problem if there was a rule where you have to show your ID in order to vote? I don't think so. No. Would you have an issue if there was a rule saying you got to show your ID before you vote? No. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Well, there you have it. Can you believe all the fucking ignorance from these white liberals? Those were all white liberals that they asked those that he asked those questions to. All white liberals, and they have that sort of response. Well, it's Berkeley. I mean, it's the biggest liberal, uh, what like the one most one-dimensional uh, racist school in the country. They're known for being. Um, like they're they're the definition of um, like as far leftist as it gets. I cannot believe the ignorance in that video, and that's truly how they view black people. Think about it: white people, the Democratic Party, the liberals were the first people to originate plantations and slavery. They were. They want to control. That's what they. I mean, it, it's very, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. It's 100% pathetic. All right, I want to get to this very important uh, article right here. So Obama, Barack Hussein Osama, um, made a very whoa kind of comment. A lot of, I think it's a lot of controversy. Uh, we all know the mainstream media uh, isn't going to give him um, they're going to coddle him and they're not going to make a big deal out of this but we all know if Trump said something like this it would be World War II <laughs> it would be World War II but Obama gets a pass um, because he's a Democrat and he's black and if we question him we're racist we get called racist it's the way it is but anyway former President Barack Obama told a Jewish congregation in Manhattan Thursday that he is, quote-unquote, basically a liberal Jew. He said that, quote-unquote, as he defended Jesus. Quote-unquote, he's a liberal Jew. Okay, basically a liberal Jew. Can you imagine what, what the media would say if Trump said something like that? 
it would be World War II. But Obama gets a pass with this. Obama's a Muslim. And Obama, we all know, was the worst um, for uh, Jewish, uh, for, for Israel and for the Jewish community. He did terrible things. He was the worst president for the Jewish community. He treated them like shit. Just uh, just an example, and I really want to talk about this, and it fucking pisses me off. Earlier this week, a photograph of Obama with the with an anti-Semitic nation of Islam leader, Louis Farrakhan, Farrakhan uh, emerged. We all know this. I don't know if you've seen the picture. But anyway, it, it came up, and it was taken in 2005, Obama. And this Islam leader, and he's an anti-Semite, um, but that's – I mean, it, this is one small example of Obama's ideology and what he believes and, and who he hangs around. He, Obama does not like the Jews, and for him to say that and make that sort of stereotypical statement, I'm basically a liberal Jew, I mean, it's totally unprofessional and uncalled for, unacceptable. Like, you can't say shit like that. If a Republican did that, they would have, the media would have their ass. But anyways, I want to get back to this. Um, earlier in the week, the photograph of Obama in 2000, uh, 2005 appearing with the uh, Islam leader, uh, Louis Farrakhan, uh, showed up this week, and it was from 2005. And anyways, it's getting a lot of backlash because all these people are now saying if they would this, and we all know this photo was kept sealed for 13 years. They in 2005, after this photo was taken, Obama th- knew that it was going to, and this was even proof that Obama knew this would hurt his political career. So he had the photo sealed, and now 13 years later, just this week, it's released. We all know why the photo was sealed, because all the critics and everything I'm reading. People would not as many people, and a lot of people would have backed away from Obama and would not support him. Him being um, in that photo with that Islam leader, and given Obama's background of being a Muslim, it all adds up. All adds up. It would all add up. It would make him look bad, especially after all the terrorist attacks that have occurred after 9/11, like after 9/11, after everything. Um, and we know this guy is an anti-Semitic. Uh, he hates Jews. Uh, he hates gays. Um, he's a leader of Islam. Um, he, he's, he hates women. Um, so yes, so we understand why this would affect uh, would have affected Obama's uh, presidential uh, campaign. But at the same time, look at the corruption. Look at this fucking dirty piece of shit Obama is. He's a fucking scumbag. And he comes out and he brainwashes people with his voice. And then you see photos like this. And, and you know what bothers me the most? The liberal, the liberal Jews that voted for Obama and the, the liberal homosexuals and the, the people that voted for Obama, they won't even, they, this won't even uh, bother them. They'll see this and then they'll just be like, oh, whatever. That's a problem. Because CNN and MSNBC aren't showing this stuff. Reporting on this, 
because they adore Obama. They coddle Obama. But this is a big fucking deal. Obama taking a photo with a fucking Islam leader and hugging him, and Obama saying that he he had a warm and cuddle and a, a very warm and friendly conversation with uh, this guy who's a known terrorist, a known uh, hateful person of Jews and gays. Unbelievable. And now it all makes sense how Obama helped ISIS and helped Islam and uh, coddled all the Muslim community for this long and would never say radical Islam. I mean, he's controlled by some of the dirtiest people. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the fact that Obama was coddling Palestine um, and and over Israel. I mean, we all know it, he's Obama treated Israel the w- worse than any president in history. Obama has coddled Palestine because we all know Palestine gives Obama money. They get money from Palestine, and they do dirty deals with Palestine. Hence why they want the Democrats want to be back in good terms with Palestine so bad. But Trump is keeping Palestine. Uh, on a tough leash and going to cut their funding, and now Democrats are mad because Democrats get favors from Palestine. So it's all it, – it's so dirty. It's so fucking dirty. It really is. I really want to talk about Al Gore and his bullshit lies and his fabrications uh, – with climate change. He was at the Davos Forum um, this week, and he was speaking on uh, on behalf of, you know, what he always speaks on, the climate change, the, the fake, the hoax, doesn't exist. We all know it's just natural science, but Al Gore has made a fortune spewing this gibberish to his sheep and all these lies and all these all these false fabrications. We all remember eight years ago uh, when he told us, uh, sell all your homes, sell all your oceanfront homes. Within the next couple of years, they're all going to be underwater. They're all going to be underwater. Nobody, sorry. The complete opposite happened. He's a fucking liar. He's a big liar. It's guys like this that irritate me. And, uh, you know, his house, for instance, costs $30,000 in electricity a month. He's got, he's got I think, uh, he's got a huge mansion, eight or ten bedrooms, costs 30000 a month in electricity. He has a private jet that he flies around on. He claims to be uh, eco-friendly. And he, he's so worried about global uh, uh, climate change, global warming, but he's a total hypocrite. He's total. His actions totally contradict what he's saying he believes and what he's uh, saying he's fighting for and so worried about. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, it doesn't add up whatsoever. Al Gore said in a quote, survival 
of our civilization is at stake here, and people are becoming aware of it, and the change is beginning to accelerate. But we have to translate that into political change. Gore began his remarks by saying that despite President Trump's decision to pull the United States out of the Paris Climate Accord, leaders across the country were committed to it. Gore said, ah, fuck. You know, the Paris Climate Accord, uh, Trump was right to get out of it. The U.S. got nothing in return from being in the Paris Climate Change change Accord. Uh, This is something Democrats want. Democrats are globalists. Democrats always want to do stuff that benefits other countries and not our own. Trump got us out of this stupid deal because it didn't benefit our country. Think about it. And, you know, you think about Al Gore cashed in a few years ago. Uh, He made, I read, like over $100 million on uh, just talking about global warming and climate change. And I'll, I'll give him this. He's extremely clever, Al Gore. Um, in the sense that he can go and tell all these lies clever, in a clever way, in a clever manner, and make it sound so real and start scaring people um, this whole climate change bullshit. You know, we the polar ice caps are the best they've ever been over in Antarctica. That's one small example. Houses aren't underwater like Al Gore claimed eight years ago they would be. I mean, there's just so much bullshit um, that has come out of his mouth. And uh, there's all these people, these idiot Democrats that still buy his work and still pay to go see him speak. And he just cashes in the money, cashes in the money. I mean, it's a total scam. Everything you see that's happening with the earth and the weather, it's natural science. Think about it. There's no label. There's no climate change. Even the guy on the Weather Channel, that a founder of the Weather Channel, went on TV and said, quote unquote, that there is no factual evidence of climate change. This is the, the founder of the Weather Channel said that. And there's a reason uh, Democrats only believe in it, because they're whack jobs. They're absolutely idiotic with all their ideology. It's totally irrational, everything they believe. I mean, Democrat, there's not one policy a a, a Democrat uh, has ever put into place that has ever benefited America, ever. All they do, all they are are obstructionists. I've never agreed with one democratic policy. They're all lies, and they're all frauds. Okay. Um, oh, my God. I got to play this clip for you guys. So um, there's a big story going around the Internet, and it's viral news. It's a huge right now. Um, a black woman walked into Walmart big girl and she is playing the race card basically race baiting and uh, calling walmart racist because they are locking up certain products um and you know that's just the way their store is but listen to how idiotic this woman sounds and she's part of the problem in society it's fucking pieces of shit like this that are are the reason a society is looked down upon now listen in here we go I am here at the friendly, supposedly friendly Walmart at your local Paris store, 
And as you can see, I have a worker here that's supposed to be helping me unlock the African-American hair products. As you can see, they're all locked up all the way down. Even the hair dye is locked up. But you come around the corner, you come around the corner, and guess what? None of the Caucasian products are locked up at all. This is racial profiling. <laughs> we have got to contact the news about this. I want you guys to not shop here until they unlock the African-American products unless they're going to lock up all hair products. This is not fair. It's not right. And we will not stand for this. None of the Caucasian products are locked up, as you can see. None of them. They're all free to take. So, just so you guys know, Walmart is racial profiling. Walmart is racially profiling. Jesus, this, I mean, I, I like the race card, the race bait. I mean, this woman walked into this fucking Walmart. And she already had her camera going. Like, this almost looked staged when I watched the video. And um, it, it's almost, it looked like she was going in there asking for trouble. It wasn't hard to just, I, I go to stores all the time and stuff, and razors and different healthcare products are locked in a, in, in a, uh, a cupboard, and, and somebody has to open it, like Walgreens or Walmart. What's the fucking problem with this woman? She just wants to start trouble, and now she has a lawyer named Gloria Allred, who's a feminist lawyer. Uh, she represented all the the women that lied about uh, the sexual um, harassment. Um, the woman that lied um, against Trump, the woman that tried to go against Trump, and and lied about everything, um, and we're just trying to get Trump in trouble and jeopardize his campaign. It was all it was all fake. Um, but anyways, um, we all know Trump was innocent. But, but going back to this, um, Gloria Allred is now representing this woman, this black woman that went into Walmart. Um, and it's just – it's the silliest fucking thing. How are these people well, – how is Walmart racially profiling? Uh, there, there is nothing about this that's racially profiling. And how do you – if you listen to this idiot, how do you – um, how do you differ? How do you tell what, what's a Caucasian product? What's a black product? What's a I mean, what, what's a what's a Chinese product? Like they're all the the hair products are hair products, beauty products are fucking beauty products. Like this, this is childish. It's absolutely hilarious, though. You hear this woman? Let's hear it one more time for kicks. I am here at the friendly, supposedly friendly Walmart at your local hair store. And as you can see, I have a worker here that's supposed to be helping me unlock the African-American hair products. As you can see, they're all locked up all the way down. Even the hair dye is locked up. But you come around the corner, you come around the corner, and guess what? None of the Caucasian products are locked up at all. This is racial profiling at its best. We have got to contact the news about this. I want you guys to not shop here until they unlock the African-American products unless they're going to lock up all hair products. This is not fair. It's not right. And we will not stand for this. 
None of the Caucasian products are locked up, as you can see. None of them. They're all free to take. So, just so you guys know, Walmart is racial profiling. I am here. So there you have it. God, that is hilarious. I mean, that is pure comedy. And the fact she has a celebrity lawyer representing her, this is a, this was all staged. And this this is going to come out that this was all planned. There was nothing this was all premeditated. Absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe this. Unbelievable. This is like this this kind of thing um is getting millions of views online. It's getting uh, a lot of backlash from certain people. People are – and all these different liberal networks now are trying to set up another race card, race baiting uh, battle and saying Walmart's the enemy and, you know, this woman is right. Oh, my God. It's starting this whole trend once again. It's just like – you know, it's like all the examples. I mean that it, there's nothing racist about this. But the media needs something to separate all of us. They need it. They need they need uh, diver they need diversity. They need the uh, divisiveness. They need it. Oh my God! It fucking bothers me so much. It's people like this that ruin society. Okay, uh, moving on. We're on a time schedule. Um, okay, Crooked Hillary made it a very odd uh, the other day uh, about bitches, about her dirty, smelly feminist supporters, I guess. She is a uh, very odd um, message. Uh, one, two, I'm playing it for all of you. Hold on. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for your feminism, for your activism. Ugh. And all I can hope is you keep up the really important good work. (laughs) And let me just say, this is directed to the activist bitches supporting bitches. (laughs) So let's go. Oh, my God. I'm going to play that again. She had about several cocktails that night. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for your feminism, for your activism, and all I can hope is you keep up the really important good work. <laughs> and let me just say, this is directed to the activist bitches supporting bitches. <laughs> so let's go. All righty. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what the fuck is that about? Can anybody call in? Actually, I'm not going to take callers right now. I have some callers. Actually, no. I will in a little bit, though. I have some callers waiting. Uh, Anybody want to call in right now? Um, I can start answering in the next couple of minutes. I have certain things to go through at this point. Um, uh, Let's see here. But, you know, 
I mean, Hill, okay, so here's the thing. Talking about this Hillary uh, issue. I mean, imagine if Trump would have said something like that. I mean, the, the media would would totally way out of proportion, would totally try to smear Trump. Hillary says this, and nobody bats an eye. She uses that sort of language, and nobody bats an eye. But when Trump uses that kind of language, everybody flips their shit. And and you know what? I'm surprised that Hillary would do that sort of video from a stranger. She just – some stranger came up saying, hey, uh, uh, can you take a video? Uh, you know, I would have hoped Hillary security or somebody with her, her bodyguard saying, you know, be careful. I mean there's – People are taking videos, and she's not even aware of it. You know, um, it's funny, but uh, and I can't stand Hillary, but uh, I didn't know she's that reckless to be. She has to be careful, obviously, because uh, you know somebody's going to get the wrong video if she's not careful. Um, but yeah, she definitely looked like she had uh, a few cocktails, um, and oh god, and she kept pushing feminism. She kept talking about it. It's so fucking gross. Feminism is such a a selfish, one-sided um, ideology, and it's so anti-men, and it's so uh, pathetic, and it proves the insecurities and all the irrational ideologies that feminism uh, comes with. Girls will never be superior to men. It will never happen, and that's their wish. Femi- feminists wish they could be superior to men, and it will never happen. So Hillary Clinton's whole you know, movement with feminism you know, it's it's not going to last. All right. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's just – that video is the weirdest fucking thing. Weirdest fucking thing. Um, oh, God, she looks like shit, Hillary. I don't even want to know what she smells like. I wonder why Bill hasn't touched her. All righty. Uh, let's move on to – Melania Trump responds to um, – okay, I want to get into this. Melania Trump uh, responded to all the false accusations this week from the media saying, you know, talking about her husband's affairs and, you know, all this different stuff that – you know that they were getting, they were going to get a divorce. That Melania was sleeping in a different bed. That Melania was living on her own. There's all these crazy reports that Melania had to uh, totally uh, say were foolish, and she denied them, of course, because they're totally untrue in the media. It's unbelievable the stuff they write, but the stuff they're coming up with, I mean, it's they just keep coming up. It's a new story every day. They try to pick, 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 pick. Until they and they'll keep picking. They can't win. They can't. They can't win. But they'll keep picking. And people read this shit and think it's true. It's unreal. Like we cannot. Um, we can. We cannot. You know. But at the same time, um, Melania, Donald, um, people in the White House, they do not allow uh, this. The media. Uh, fabrications and stories to get to them. You know, they just uh, brush it off and, uh, you know, 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 they know what it's like to be in the limelight. And they're very good at it, too, I'll tell you. 
right. Okay. I want to get into a very important uh, topic right now. Uh, it's been talked about for, the la- for a long time. Um, it's trending. It's everywhere. Amnesty and DACA. Looks like Trump is putting together, possibly, a, a path for amnesty, a path for citizenship for these people. I agree with everything Trump does, everything, ever since he started. But this is one thing that makes me fucking angry, makes me livid, makes me very upset. This is one thing, the only thing, the one and only thing I do not agree with Trump on. We cannot give amnesty to these people, to these DACA recipients. We cannot. When do we draw the line with immigration? When do we draw the line with border security? When do we be firm and have guidelines for our country? Canada has guidelines. Every other country has guidelines. They don't let other people come in and abuse their system. Why do these people continue to abuse the system of the U.S.? And they say their country is so great. Mexico, they always say Mexican pride. See your country if it's so great. Why are you trying to stay here? Why are you trying to intrude? Why are you trying to think you're entitled and trying to get jobs over American citizens? And what about the hardworking people that are in line to become legal citizens? What about the people that are in line to become legal citizens? What about those people? Those people have to wait in line and do it the right way. Why are these amnesty people any special? DACA should not be made a deal. It's stupid. And I and I and I and majority of Trump supporters, you know, voted for Trump because he was fighting illegal immigration. He was getting tough on it. He was not going to let people be in this country illegally. And now it seems like Trump might be caving, caving in. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to do this deal at the end of the day because I don't think the Democrats will uh, budge. I I don't think the Democrats will be fair or uh, will act mature and and sit down and actually do a deal with him. I think the Democrats are obstructionists. They don't want – they don't want a deal. They really don't want a deal, the Democrats. And they're saying that the border wall is useless. No, it's not. The border wall is going to protect us all. It is. A lot of countries have border walls. It's not uncommon at all. And, you know, it's one of those things where we have to have an understanding. We aren't a country without borders. And at the end of the day, I don't think Mr. President will give amnesty. I don't think I don't I think he'll have the DACA recipients go back go back home and then do the paperwork and get in line like everybody else. They have people have to get in line. People have to do it the right way. We are a country of laws. I'm not allowed to break the law, neither is anybody else. And uh, you know, there's a lot of entitlement. It costs taxpayers a fortune to have these illegal immigrants in this country, and these illegal immigrants are are rapists and murderers and are drug dealers and cause lots of violence and lots of crime and harm in this country. Where I live in Arizona, 30, 
four, no, actually 40% of the prisons are filled with illegals. 40%. Think about that. Four mil, there's, there's about a million uh, illegals um, or a few million illegals in the state of Arizona. It's insane. And it's a shame on our government for letting this happen for the, all these last, you know, all these presidents in the past have filled their own pockets and brought over illegals. And we all know, um, you know, Democrats are in bed with cheap labor companies and, you know, they get back-end deals. They're, they get all this – I mean, there's so much money that these presidents have pocketed making bad deals for this country, and it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening what they've gotten away with. I just, you know, it's, it's absolutely, yeah, it's sickening. It really is. All right. So, um, there's a, a director um, actually, you know, no, I, I'm going to get to that last story. I really want to get to. Okay, this is big news all week. A tranny pedophile charged with abusing three girls uh, that were nine, that were young girls, and he says he was trapped in a nine-year-old man's body. Sicko. Pedophile charged with abu- sexually abusing three girls. Blame this on Obama. Obama was the one that pushed the transgender bathroom law. If Obama didn't, wouldn't have done that, these girls would have never been sexually abused. But because Obama wanted to make everything political and a social experiment and put fucking pathetic trainees in the bathroom, girls are innocent victims are getting fucking raped. People, I hope people, like the harm and the damage Obama has caused to this country and the people in this country, can't even describe it. Innocent children. I'm going to read this article to you. A Chicago man accused of sexually assaulting two six-year-olds and and an eight-year-old on a repeated occasion told police officers that he's really a nine-year-old trapped in an adult's body, prosecutors revealed Wednesday. 38-year-old Joseph Roman is charged with repeated predatory criminal sexual assault. The numerous attacks began in 2015 and continued until earlier this month. Roman has reportedly confessed to some of the attacks to authorities. His victims were the daughters of his friends fucking pig. According to the Chicago Tribune, prosecutors said the attacks began when the, fam- when the family of one of the girls moved into Roman's home for 10 weeks. Roman is accused of regularly assaulting her between August 2015 and December 2017 while the other family members were sleeping. The girl was six when the assault began. The other victims were similar, similarly were, were preyed on, preyed upon in a similar fashion. The eight-year-old was assaulted while her family stayed with Roman for 10 weeks starting in October of 2016. According to prosecutors, the girl's mother worked a shift at night, and Roman would take care of the children. During one of the attacks, two of the victim's younger siblings were watching a movie on a cell phone in the same room, just prosecutors. The victim was allegedly continuously attacked even after the family moved out. 
The other six-year-old victim was allegedly assaulted while she slept in her home for one year from January of 2017 to the present month. The girl's family and the family of one of the other victims confronted Roman after an attack. The trans-age male was charged with a Class X felony and taken into custody on Monday where he made a video confession of his crimes. Roman was ordered to be held without bail during Wednesday's hearings. Jesus. I mean, that's the sick world we're living in, people. King sick world we are living in. This is what we're fucking dealing with. We are dealing with trannies in the bathrooms with our kids, with our children. How is it a sex? I mean, nothing about this is safe. It's a scary world. Nobody should have to go through this. And because of politics, they're all put in this situation where trannies can go in the bathroom with little kids? Fuck that. It's absolutely deranged. And for anybody that thinks trannies should be able to go into whatever bathroom they please, you're fucked in the head and you need help. Seriously. I mean, when does it end? We need to put a total end to trannies going to the bathroom, especially with kids. Cannot happen. Absolutely disgraceful. Oh, my God. And, oh, my God. And that's just one story. But there's been so many stories like that in the past few months. Um. A, a, a cool story came out today on the shift topics, but director Steven Soderbergh, very popular guy, uh, warns that men may stop hiring women after the Me Too backlash. Yep, and I I actually started predicting this early on that um, men are going to start staying away from Hollywood women and hiring them because we see a lot of these Me Too women that are the biggest hypocrites. Me Too, uh, they're so fucking fake. These cunts, and half of them lie, and half of them want to cause trouble, and half of them want that it's a brand, so that they'll lie, they'll say whatever. Uh, I'm not, there's there's Me Too people that are telling the truth, but there's also known liars. But you you can't take risks in business, especially with the how, how common sexual harassment is these days. So Steven Soderbergh is actually absolutely right when he's warning that, you know, women are going to be less and less hired. I mean, you know, they can't pull this shit because um, what what feminists want, the feminists in Hollywood, what they want is to overpower men. They want to be superior to men in Hollywood. They want it to be a whole woman industry, which will never happen. The woman, feminists in Hollywood will never be superior to the men in Hollywood. It'll never happen. I mean, that, that's their whole objective. That's their whole their whole agenda, you know, and when they say equal, equal pay, you guys are all equal. Like, they're, they're, it's just a bull, it's just another way to fight a, a political uh, um, uh, a theory that's not even real. So, you know, it, it's just pathetic. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you've got to be very fucking careful. Uh, especially in this business now, and he's absolutely right with um, who you hire because we see all these actresses causing problems um, in today's society. You know, um, we've seen 
We've seen multiple reports of girls lying, but we've, all, we've also seen them telling the truth. Um, but yeah, but but the but they're they're really the feminists, the Me Too people are really uh, burying their own grave in Hollywood. Director Sodenberg is absolutely right. Um, okay, let me get into this a little more. Okay, uh, this is a big one. So, John Kerry. Um, hold on a second, I gotta pull that up. So John Terry uh, was in the news this week. He told the Palestinians that Trump could be out of office within a year. So saying stuff like that is essentially he just committed the Logan Act. He broke – I mean, that's, that's the Logan Act right there. He could be charged. Former Secretary of State John Kerry reportedly attempted to sabotage the Trump administration's attempts to broker Israeli-Palestinian peace talks, urging the Palestinian Authority not to yield to President Trump's demands and suggesting that a President Trump, President Donald Trump, could be out of office within a year. That's the Logan Act all day long. Sabotaging a president that's currently in office, saying he'll be out within a year, basically saying there's a plan up your sleeve. That's extremely violating the law. That's one-fifth of what Michael Flynn uh, is currently uh, – I mean, you think about this. The report originated with – hold on. During the conversation, according to a report, Kerry asked Aga to convey a message to Abbas, uh, asked him to hold on and to be strong. Tell him he told Aga that he should stay strong in the spirit and play for time, that he will not break and will not yield to President Trump's demands. According to Kerry – uh, Trump will not remain in office for a long time. It was reported that Kerry said within a year there was a big chance that Trump would not be in the White House. Jesus Christ. That's the, he committed the Logan Act. You are not allowed to do that, John Kerry. John Kerry, a spokesperson, John said, no, John Kerry is no longer a representative of the American people, and his action conducting a shadow foreign policy is reckless and undermines the possibility of achieving peace, he said. The American people chose President Trump in part because he promised to pivot away from the failed policies of John Kerry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's so anti-American. I mean, every, these Democrats, anything they can do, anything they can do to, to try to jeopardize or sabotage Trump, I mean, they go at it. They go at it. They go at it. It's disgraceful. It is in every single way. Jesus. All righty. Where? All righty. So... I want to get into um, big talk this week. Uh, America first. Trump imposes 30% tariff on imported solar products and washing machines, which I think is brilliant. 
we need to get as much as much for money as possible and much into the economy as possible. For the longest time, we were getting taken advantage of by all these different countries. It was disgraceful, and now we're holding everything accountable, and we're we're profiting off every single product as much as possible. It's well worth it, and it's such. I mean, we're creating lucrative opportunities every single second. President Donald Trump imposed steep tariffs on imported solar cells on Monday in response to a trade case brought by a U.S. solar manufacturers charging that cheap imports, particularly from China, were harming domestic solar companies. The United States Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer announced that the president had decided to impose the tariffs, accepting the recommendation of the administration's trade advisors. The United States International Trade Commission, an independent body of trade experts, had engaged in an, an exhaustive process to examine the charges filed by American businesses and concluded that U.S. producers had been seriously injured by imports. The president's action makes clear again that the Trump administration will always defend American workers, farmers, ranchers, and businesses, Lighthizer said. A tariff of 30% will be levied will be levied on imported solar models and cells in the first year. That will decline to 25% in the second year, 20% in the third year, and 15% in the fourth year. The Trump administration is also imposing tariffs and a quota on importing washing machines following a trade commission investigation. In the first year, the first 1.2 million washing machines, washing machines that are imported will face a 20% tariff, while all subsequent uh, imports all, – while all imports will face a 50% tariff. Got it. Perfect. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't get why everybody's bitching and whining, especially the Democrats, about this. Just, I mean, this is perfect for the economy. It puts more money back in the economy. There's no issue with this. You read the numbers and you get such – I mean, the economic returns are, are uh, unlimited, endless. So – oh, yeah. I uh, I apologize to um, all of my uh, listeners, but uh, this is all the time I have for uh, tonight. I um, yeah, this is all the time I have. I got so much more to talk about, like usual. I always have a full agenda, um, but uh, you know, I hope you all enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, thank you for listening to the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder. Um, God bless you all. I'll be back with you um, in a few days. Um, I'm going to be on three days a week now, so three days a week, so it's a, a good good amount of time. So um, I'll see you all soon. Much love. Cheers. Hey guys, thank you for watching the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's Biggest Trump Supporter. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Cheers. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.